0: There are lots of opportunities for the Indianapolis Colts in the 2022 season to either exceed expectations, meet expectations, or fail to meet expectations. We're going to talk about five reasons why it is worthy of being optimistic that the Colts are going to finish in a position where they're going to be playing to play in February. I know that's a lofty goal, but it's within reach for the Colts for five reasons. We'll go over them. There's a kid named T.J. Power out of Worcester, Massachusetts, who is being recruited by everybody. Now, he's not, he's not a top-10 kid. He's not a top-20 kid in college basketball, as he's projected, but he's being recruited by everybody. And I think that his recruitment, his explosion kind of at the Peach Jam and in other uh, events this July, really has put him in a position where his recruitment means a lot to Indiana and is going to go a long way to define Indiana as either a blue blood or not a blue blood as Mike Woodson kind of navigates through his second recruiting cycle and tries to put Indiana back on the rails toward a Big Ten championship and national championship. Do you know what I use to record these podcasts? It's Anchor by Spotify. It's the easiest way to make a podcast with everything you need all in one place. Let me explain. Anchor has tools that allow you to record and edit your podcast right from your phone or a computer. It's all really, really easy. It's all really intuitive. When hosting on Anchor, you can distribute your podcast on listening platforms like Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and more. It's everything you need to make a podcast. I got to tell you, we don't talk about anything but sports almost ever. But last night, I went to Rob Zombie in Mudvayne. Now, this is not right down my alley uh, musically, but it was awesome last night. And the people there, you would think, oh, boy, this is going to be trouble. Not trouble at all. These were the nicest people you ever met who went to the show there. It was fantastic. Uh, Kirby Smart, 10 years, $112.5 million. We're going to talk about that. An educator from the University of Georgia making over $10 million a year. Is that a problem? This is Breakfast with Kent for Friday, July 22nd, 2022, brought to you by the great people. Great people at Johnson's Plumbing. Jared Johnson is a guy who marries a solution to a plumbing problem better than anybody I've ever met. He's worked on the the house three times. You're going to love him. 765-610-8809, the number smash that subscribe button, hit the like button. We're looking for 300 even likes today in honor of my dad bowling a 300 game at Bertrand Lanes in Waukegan, Illinois in 1970, 6970. It was awesome. He was so happy. Wonderful to see your father happy. All right. Uh, and, hey, you know what? Get notified so every time we go live, there you are. Let's talk about the Colts. Five reasons for optimism with the Indianapolis Colts. And here's the deal. We know about the bad starts, right? Over the last five years, the Colts have started 8-13. and 13. That goes back to a 1-5 start back in 2018, Frank Reich's first year before Andrew Luck and that offense really got on track. 8-13 would not seem to be a reason for optimism. And I get it. They haven't opened with a win since 2013, another reason for a lack of optimism. However, the Colts last year, a year they didn't go to the playoffs, a year they finished 9-8, and eight. they outscored the Houston Texans 62-3. to They beat the Texans 31-0, they beat the Texans 31-3. They are better than the Texans, they know they're better than the Texans, the Texans know that the Colts are better than the Texans when the Colts go to Houston for that opener on September 11th. I fully expect the Colts to win their first opener since 2013 because how in the world is a team that you beat last year, 62-3 to three combined, going to compete with you in a season opener when, hopefully, everybody's healthy? Uh, number two, they were four and five against playoff teams last year, the Colts were. That's not bad. They had road wins against Buffalo and against San Francisco. They had home wins against the Patriots. Another road win against the Cardinals on Christmas Day. And Kyler Murray, who is now really, really wealthy, good for him. You know what? It's not my money. I don't care how much a Bidwell's pay for Kyler Murray. Cool for Kyler Murray. Is it too much money for a guy who nests maybe between 8 and 10 uh, in quarterback rankings? Sure it is. But what are you going to do? Not pay him and have to draft another guy? Have to hope you're you're drafting number one another year and you get absolutely the right guy? Please. I got no problem with Kyler Murray making money, especially when it's somebody else's money. Uh, Number three. By the way, the Colts' losses against playoff teams. Um, You know what? The Rams, that was a three-point game. The Bucks seven-point game. Vegas, three-point game. Since so three of those five losses against playoff teams that were one-possession games, they also had five total one-possession losses, uh, two in overtime. So the, the, one of those Titans games, obviously, because it was overtime, one-possession. If you can change those one-possession games from losses to wins... That's a big deal, and it could happen this year because Matty Ice had four game-winning drives last year for the car or for the Falcons, who won only seven games. How many did Carson Wentz have for the Colts? Donut, baby. And I know it's not just the quarterback. You can't lump all of that blame on Carson Wentz's narrow shoulders. However, some of it nests there. Teams win and lose in the NFL. Carson Wentz or Any quarterback, the reason for winning and losing, that is the primary one. Quarterback play is essential in the NFL, and that's why a guy like Kyler Murray is going to make $230 million over the next few years. It's a hell of a lot of money, and it speaks to the importance of that position. Colts with Matt Ryan are going to be a better team than they were with Carson Wentz. I don't think that there's any question about that. The Colts. Last year, outscored their opponents 451-365. to 365. They, In points scored, they were ninth. In points against, they were ninth. This is a team that should have won more than the nine games that they did. In fact, it, it, based upon points scored and points against, the Colts should have won 10.6 games. Now, it's tough to win .6 games. It's tough to go in on a, on a Sunday and walk away with .6 of a win. However, when you break it down mathematically, which is what we do, or the people at Pro Football Reference do more importantly, it totals 10.6 wins. Down a negative 1.6, there's got to be a reason for that, and sometimes it's coaching. We don't know. We're going to find out this year. If year after year, you should have won more than you won, you got to take a hard look at the coach. Last year with Matt Ryan, like I said, the Falcons, four game-winning drives in only seven wins. That's really, really important. The Colts, they got a shot, and in the first four games of the schedule, they got the Texans at Houston, they got the Jaguars at Jacksonville, they've got Kansas City here, and they've got Tennessee here. So if they go 4-0, what we're talking about is a Super Bowl team. If they go three and one, what we're going to be talking about is an AFC South championship team. If they go two and two, we're talking about nine and eight again. If we're talk, if they're one and three, they're unspooling. And my God, what is wrong with this team? And if they're zero and four, my God, it's a debacle. That's not a prediction of what's going to happen with those records. That's what we're going to be feeling as we look at the Colts moving forward into a week five matchup. That's what we're talking about. If they're 4-0, we're, we're ready to order uh, fabric by the bolt to sew banners, right? That'll hang all over town, at, at Lucas Oil Stadium, at the Complex on West Fifty Sixth, all over the place. If they're 0-4, somebody's head's gotta roll, or at least that's what fans are gonna be thinking as they look at the Colts, Moving forward into the final 13, it would it, yeah, it would be 13 games of the season. The 17-game schedule has completely screwed up the math with the NFL. I want to talk about Indiana basketball recruiting too. There's a kid named TJ Power, and TJ Power, <clears throat> like I said, he's not a top 10, top 20 kid. He is ranked number 65. He's a four-star kid, but he's really ascended over the last few weeks. He's played exceptionally well. In July, and and especially during the Peach Jam, he has caught a lot of eyeballs. Indiana was on him early. Indiana would like this kid. He is a really, really well-built kid, played a lot of football, so he's got the shoulders. He looks a little bit like Caleb First did when Caleb First was coming through his senior-to-be summer. He looks like that. He's kind of jacked up, and he looks like a kid who could play as a freshman. He's being recruited by everybody. He's got offers from North Carolina and Duke and Kansas and UCLA, and that's why this is important. Indiana was on him early, along with Iowa and Notre Dame. He was being recu- or recruited kind of at that level. Now he's being recruited far beyond that. All the blue bloods are mixed in. So is Indiana now a blue blood? Can Indiana compete against the likes of the Tar Heels and the Blue Devils and the Bruins? And the Jayhawks, can they get over the hump and get a commitment from a kid who is being looked at hard and being pursued by them? Four coaches, according to Jeff Rabjohns of Pigs.com, were in the stands two days ago to watch TJ Power in the Peach Jam. Can that level of hey, we want you, we're bringing everybody to come see it, we're flying in to see you? Can that level? Of uh, want to compel a kid to come to Indiana more than 20. Shoot, kid wasn't even born the last time Indiana went to the Final Four. That was 2002. For those of you who weren't there, I got in the car and drove to Atlanta. I got the call from Paulie Ballst, who was standing with the great Dan Dockage, said, You don't have hair one on your ass if you don't get in your car and drive down to Atlanta right now. I said, Julie. I got to go. I got in the car. Seven hours later, I was in Atlanta at the Hyatt enjoying a delicious beverage with Ballst and Dockich and Evans, Brian Evans. I think Joe Hillman was down there. It was a big IU party. It was fantastic. Hopefully, we get to experience that again. It has been way too long. But T.J. Powers' recruitment, I think, is really, really important as you look at the future of Indiana basketball. Um... Kirby Smart signed a 10-year, $112.5 million deal. That's a lot of money for a guy who at SEC Media Days, which I think is continuing into its second week, it's just never-ending, the amount of pomposity and bloviation that SEC coaches can generate. At any rate, Kirby Smart is very, very worried about NIL because NIL exposes student-athletes to a level of wealth that he just believes they can't handle. Well, I hope that Kirby Smart over the last few years has developed kind of a thicker hide when it comes to wealth aggregation because he's about to make 11. What? what is that? Uh, $11.25 million a year on average to coach football and be an educator and a leader for those student-athletes. I hope that it all works out well for him. Because wealth corrupts. College coaches will tell you, wealth for student-athlete is a corrupting influence, but for coaches, seems to be just fine. They deal quite well with the wealth. Not a big fan of their student-athletes coming into money, though. Uh, Like I said, Vane and Rob Zombie were great. Chris Stapleton tonight with L. King, that's going to be awesome. A lot of concerts, a lot of fun. A little bit like a job having the lawn pass and wanting to kind of go to enough events that it brings the cost per show down. But every once in a while, you really get surprised by a show you wouldn't have gone to otherwise, and that was Mudvayne and Rob Zombie last night. That was a cool deal. We had a great time. Let's celebrate some birthdays, shall we? Amanda Pavelka celebrating a birthday. The great Tim Horning, happy, uh, happy birthday. Jeff Risley, happy birthday. Shane Young, Dwayne Farrell, and a really good guy who was a terrific basketball player, and has become a really good coach, a great Nate Blank, celebrating a birthday. Somebody should hire Nate Blank as their head coach. That's all I'm going to say. He's a wonderful dude, knows how to teach a game, empathetic, and really, really smart. Part of the smartest uh, summer basketball team I've ever seen. If today's your birthday, you celebrate like hell. If it's not your birthday, you celebrate somebody else that's best done with an honest and specific compliment. Lift each other up. Be good to each other. we got a weekend ahead of us this summer. We're about halfway through. Let's take advantage of this. Heat, schmeat. have a great time. We complain about the cold. We will not complain about the heat. I got a text chain of people. All they do is report temperatures from where they are. It's 104 today. Ah! Wait, at what point do we then start talking about the buffet price for early birds at the Golden Corral? I, what are we doing? Let's enjoy our lives and stop whining about temperatures. Can we do that? Are you with me, people? Talk to you a little bit later inside Indiana Sports Now. It's going to be fantastic. It's what we do. What a beautiful day. I haven't seen a cloud this week. It's awesome. It's time for today's Lucky Land horoscope with Victoria Cash. Life's gotten mundane, so shake up the daily routine and be adventurous with a trip to Lucky Land. You know what they say.